It's going to be a heavy NBA episode as the bubble teams are all back in the conference finals. We got the NBA draft lottery and Mr. Brown and Canadian Big are about to make a trip. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Sports podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie, and we got a, we got a fun show. But uh, we're actually going a day early here recording because uh, guys got a little something going on this weekend. Yeah, we head into the ATL Friday morning early. Uh, we wanted to be prepared fully for that road trip. Renting a van from Enterprise, me and Canadian Biggie and the families, both families, jumping in this minivan. We'll be there for the Mariners series. So we got a lot to talk about, you know, with uh, NBA playoffs going on. Uh, we, we got a little movie conversation we're going to do later. But let's just stop there for a second and talk about the trip. So you've been to Atlanta. You've been to the new ballpark several times. Biggie, you've been once, correct? Once last year when we went down. Was it two games or one you went You to? guys caught two games. We were uh, only able to make it down okay. from one. It was uh, – Braves Brewers saw Corbin yeah. Burns pitch. Right. Uh, ended up being a Braves win, like the bottom of the eighth, 3 2. It was a real good game. I liked our seats because we could see the uh, Brewers bullpen. So okay. I got to watch Burns watch up, warm up pregame. And like, I'm a nerd. When you're an absolute stud, I like watching you pregame. I like to see what you do, what pitches you throw, how What's much the do you prep, maneuver. the mannerisms, all yeah. that. How do you prep for this? Yep. Uh, 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 not completely off topic, but pregame. Prep work. Did you see uh, Zach Gallon kill the bird? I read about Ooh. it. I haven't seen it yet. I have not seen Randy it. Randy Johnson 2.0. 2.0. But, uh, you know, somebody shared that in our uh, fantasy baseball text group. And I just said, you know, the cover song is never quite as good as the original. Correct. Uh, so that's where we're at there. But, you know, so the, the ATL ballpark, it's not downtown anymore. It's out in the battery. I hear you always talk about how great it is with all the surrounding area. Because to me, like... On the surface, I'd be like, man, this is dumb. Why, why do they put it all the way up in Smyrna or wherever it's at? Because, like, you go to uh, downtown ballparks and you got everything in walking distance. I couldn't understand that when they had moved because Turner wasn't that open when they – wasn't that old when they decided that – Yeah, they built, it, they built it for the 96 Olympics. Yeah. When they decided to build a new stadium, until I went down last year, Miss Brown had told me about being down there in the setup. But I understand why they went to the new ballpark and where they built it at because – Typically, when you go to a game, you're crossing traffic, getting into the stadium, that kind of thing. For like three or four blocks around the stadium, there are no cars allowed. It's nothing but restaurants. There's an open area. Kids throw balls. There's music. It is awesome. It's an entire experience. Like Clark Griswold's going to Wally World. Yes. <laughs> you're going down to the ADL. You're catching a ton of stuff. They got those one guys down there to play the cups. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's a whole experience. I've never been. Play the, wait, play the cups? Yeah. What does that mean? They, they, there, there's a little something? middle section where there's uh, restaurants and different places you can get beverages at, and they'll play uh, cups with their hands and then uh, walk around with little drums on them and play a beat. I, I, it's a drum I beat. I wasn't sure if they were playing a game or playing a mute song. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, it's like whenever you think of football, we always think about Gurley and Tailgate, and I haven't been to a lot of MLB parks in the last, you know, what, seven, eight years, but – uh it has like a tailgate feel to it of an NFL game. Imagine getting, or a college game. Imagine getting there at 11 a.m. for a World Series game that starts at 8 o'clock. And you're, you're, all you're doing, you're doing your Bloody Marys and your uh, 
What's the champagne and mimosa? Yes, I did not mimosa. like it. Pinkies up, bitches. yeah. I double fisted a mimosa and I was like, nah, let's switch the IPA. Yeah, <laughs> what time it doesn't matter exactly. Uh, but real quick, so that's the fan perspective. So, you all, Miggy's first time getting to see the Mariners live, he'll be there in Atlanta. You're a Reds ever? fan. I'm 41 years old. My favorite baseball team oh, my entire life has been Seattle Mariners. He's As a kid, 40. I lived in North Dakota. I fell in love with Ken Griffey Jr. This will be the first time I've ever seen the Mariners play live. I've got shirts for each day. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I brought extra underwear for the first pitch. Um, I got I got bad news. Griffey's not, not going to be in the lineup. He should be. <laughs> oh, I just saw him at the World Baseball Class. You mean he's not hitting those yeah. bombs? Still? Right, right, right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you get to go. Uh, so it's uh, who are they playing? Braves, Mariners. I'm high. Forgive yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so the here's my question just real quick before we move off the stadium. I had a I had a point I didn't get to finish. Oh, good, good. No, finish your point. No, real quick. I'm just saying that was the fan perspective from the financial perspective. A Mariners fan, a Reds fan, think about this. So the Braves have been creeping up in payroll for the last three or four oh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It steadily went up. Mm-hmm. Liberty Mutual says, guess what? We'll keep putting in the product because guess when the season's not playing, people still spend money at the battery and the Braves own the battery. So that was the question I was going to ask is like when the when the games aren't going on and it's like, um, you know, an away game. Uh, they do the big screen weeks. down there at the battery. Not it. only that, in December in Atlanta at the battery, they're they're making money. They're not. There might not be the money on game day, but you're still reeling in money. It's still a place to go, for <laughs> right? Like for a Friday night, because it's still a pretty populated area. All right, just because it's not downtown doesn't mean it's out in the sticks. Very populated. You got yeah, different it's, shops it's down there. The highway too. runs right by. Right. Got nice restaurants. You got the baseballism stores down there. So I guess I mean, my point is, think about your place. team making merch all year long. Yeah. So your payroll is going to go up. Be this there is the with future the of the Yankees. Well, the. If you got the area and the demographics pulled off, you're probably right. The other point of that, too, is even when they're downtown, that's kind of the benefit, right, is even when there's a game not going on, if you're close to the stadium, it becomes an epicenter of activity. So. They're like 15 miles from the heart of Atlanta. Yeah. But it, and go half it, it, can, it can work <laughs> least, in, yeah. it can work in certain towns like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Well, you're telling me Dodgers fans wouldn't love not getting killed in the parking lot, or is that Giants fans? But well, Like, build the same <laughs> thing. Kill or be killed is kind yeah. of how that works, but it's the it's still not like anywhere near the city. Like it's way out. No, there. it's way out there. Way out there. Uh, so it works sometimes, but um, could you imagine if they put like the Mets of the Yankees in New Jersey? That would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could see the Mets going to New Jersey. The the Mets can go. The to Mets there. and the Nets. Uh, cool. So we were talking they can about both go to. Hey, we were talking about tailgating, um, and I don't know if you guys remember because you're you're such Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, this is my segue into the NBA. You like this? This is good. Uh, do you remember a, a you know the Sports Illustrated videos you could get if you subscribed? You get Michael Jordan's like "Come Fly with Me." Do you yep. remember that video? They also had the ones when they won championships, and the one from 1992 was called "Untouchables." You remember that one? I do not right off. So that's the one when they were playing the Trailblazers, Jordan with the shrug, and all that stuff. When we're talking about tailgating, is NBA now taking us to finals? Is nineteen ninety two? These Blazer fans are there. There's like grills set up in the parking lot. And they're throwing steaks on the grill. And they're like, Blazers gonna smoke them bulls. 
But I'm like, when's the last time you've seen or witnessed like NBA tailgating? Is that a uh, thing? I don't know. Like, we're, we're never not... in my life have I thought of the NBA and tailgating. I've never thought of college basketball and tailgating. Basketball and tailgating are not two things I ever put together. But why? What's the what's the difference? Well, because football, it's, it feels like because you're already outside, it's a you're once, playing outside. Well, it's a once a week event, so you can plan your whole day for it. Whereas basketball and baseball, there's so many games played. Are you really got a diehard fan that's tailgating at home three <laughs> times a week? I don't know. Would you ever tailgate at an NBA game? Yeah, I probably would. It'd be my first one. I mean, why, why not? not? <laughs> Christen it in style. Right. Pop the seal. Um, so, uh, with the conference finals going on, these are guys not popping the seal, uh, said in the intro role. We're basically repeating the bubble season, uh, but no bubble. So, hopefully, uh, we get a different result. That's my, Chad, my hope. I'm going to stop you right there. Stop me. We are not repeating the bubble season for all you <laughs> LeBron motherfuckers who want to say because the Heat are in the conference finals, oh, guess the bubble wasn't a joke. Fuck you. You know where the Heat were last year? The Conference Finals. You know where the Celtics were last year? Conference Finals. You know where the Nuggets were last year? In the playoffs. Injured. No Porter. No Jamal Murray. No. They were the one seed. Best record in the league. Don't try lumping your Mickey Mouse fucking LeBron <laughs> title in with this bullshit. Appreciate what's up. So right. there's clearly one here that doesn't look like the rest. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. So, but with the, the Miami situation, we were talking before the show what was their probability to just even get by Boston? I read it was 3%. Not to win the whole thing, just to win this series? Correct. Holy crap. Yeah. That seems really low to me. I feel like the three and of it, us could have a 3%. That, that was an ESPN stat. Like, to me, I think it should be like 30% or 35 beginning of the series. Yeah, I mean, this is a team. It's battle-tested. I know they're an eight seed. but I, And but, they're, they're NBA players. Wow. This is playoff Jimmy. It is. Playoff Let's Jimmy's stop good with team. the eight seed thing. Them and the Lakers were both the seventh seed when the season ended. And the regular playoffs before this gimmick shit, they'd have been the seventh seed. Now with the play-in, the Lakers are a play-in team. And since Miami lost to Atlanta at home and then had to beat the Bulls, they're the eight seed. They're both seven seed, a couple games out of six. Don't give me the playing game. I, I didn't mean any disrespect. I, well, you disrespect. I, me. Thought they, ah. I thought they were a low seed. That's all I know. I can't keep track of these funky rules they keep coming up with. I will say this. Their finals team, Eastern Conference finals team from last year to this year, they got two guys playing that were uh, in the D-League, Gabe Vincent, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one. You got Jimmy... Bam out of bio. Tyler Hurd broke his hand in the first round, so yeah. I don't know. Like I mean, I, they, they it's a nice run, but it's a team. So since 2005, who's been at the conference finals the most in the NBA? Since 2005, clearly yeah. the Heat. Nine times in 18 seasons. <laughs> wow. Nine times in 18 seasons since 2005. So don't give me this gimmick, and it's. The bubble season means this. The we Heat talked about it last week, franchise. though. Eric Spolster is like the like program of the NBA. Yes. He's like the Mark Few, the Tom he's Izzo, the, the Bill Self. He's the only guy LeBron couldn't get fired. Exactly. I True. Know. Right. right? That's that good. is the best statement you've ever made. I, if you want to know how good a coach Spolster is, he's the only one that had that. Yep. But, uh, you know, the, beside the point with – all the stuff with the seating and everything. I think we got the right teams here as far as who's been playing well, like coming into the playoffs through the first couple rounds. Like, 
I feel like they're pretty even matchups, but I feel like it's probably a six-game series on both sides. And I think it's yeah, I would think it's around a six-game series. I would be shocked if Boston doesn't but, beat the Heat. On the other side, yeah. Lakers or Nuggets, either one wins wouldn't surprise me. And it is crazy that these are the four best teams that are playing because how do you have two play-in teams – in both leagues at the same time playing, <laughs> like the number, like Nuggets and Celtics are both the number ones, right? Come on, it's, uh, Celtics are the two. Well, we, you know why? It's crazy it's to me. Scripted, baby. Yeah, it's telling them apart to play. I but mean, this is the toughest, most most athletic league there's ever been. A seven seed can't do that. Oh, they can if we tell them to. Oh, uh, nah, I'm being facetious, obviously, but. Uh, you know, they're. Um, I mean, we could talk about the NBA draft and how all that stuff. Right, we got. We got to jump they're, into these finals. They're going to. They're, they're going to save Popovich's job. But uh, all right. So on the, I'm uh, going to give you one last LeBron before you move I, on. I have another. All night long. I go first. You can go first. Just I, I feel like go yours first, is going to be something first. to close on like a hammer. Uh, when LeBron James is in a seven game series and they win game one, they're 27 and two. Damn, that's impressive. So the fact they didn't win last night, that just. Right there. If he wins that game, they probably win the series. But uh, he doesn't, so now it feels a little different. And how in the hell did that game get so close? I'd like to talk about the game while y'all shitting on LeBron, but if we can keep shitting on that. I wasn't shitting on him. I just had that really cool stat. Yeah. I was proud of that. No, I mean, it's the Nuggets are turning the favorite. They're they're turning the tide here. I mean, I don't know. Biggie had a a huge stat here. LeBron hating. You all know what I was going to go with. And this this is straight LeBron hating is – the game was paid at, played at the uh, the Nuggets' pace, and that's why it was 132-126. What I was going to say is that I get tired of LeBron's a goat, LeBron's a goat. All game long, he's abusing Jamal Murray, Monk Porter Jr. in the post, taking him to the bucket. He's either getting a layup or he's going to the foul line. But when they come back, they're three points down, fourth quarter, 45 seconds left. He's missed two out of four free throws, so he doesn't want to go to a line, so he settles for a three. 45 seconds in an NBA game is an eternity. He hasn't made a three in the game. He's shooting 26% in the playoffs. It's a horrible shot that's go in, get the bucket, get the foul, but he's afraid to go to the line. Then he tries to go fancy between the legs, gets it stolen from him. That's the only thing I was going to say. I felt like the Lakers adjusted well with Rui, and I'm really interested to see what to do in game two because once they switched him on – to uh, Joker more, it, it, it didn't make well, a difference Hachimura, in Joker stats. Yeah. yeah, but it made a difference in game flow. Um, and the other thing, even though they lost, AD was amazing. You, you let into so much. I'm getting ready to say. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, dude, AD is he, the he best defensive big really man on it. He was, in that the was league. a good analysis. That was fair, and I felt like unbiased for once. That, right, was, that so, was good. So listen yeah. to this. For one. A few things, a few observations from last night. I didn't realize how fast the Nuggets played. Every time you turn around, it's a fast break. Yep. And you have crazy seven foot one plumber out there leading the charge, and he fits right in. It might look ugly when he does it, but he executes. Like the stats he had in the first quarter blew my mind yesterday, but you talked about AD. 80, 40 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. AD showed up to play. Like, as much as we shit on AD for not being healthy, he showed up. He showed up and real. And there's a few times Joker went up, he was just like swatting his ass. Yep. Like, out of there. Yep. But Joker, 34 points, 21 rebounds, 14 assists, three blocks, I believe, two or three blocks. But the dude was in the middle of everything. It was mayhem. Yep. And like at halftime, 
they're talking in the studio and they look at Jalen Rose and they're like, Jalen, what do you do? What do you, what do you do with AD? Do you start doubling on the Joker? And he's like, no, I go to AD if I'm the coach and say, win that matchup. And I'm like, oh, it's that easy? You don't think he's not trying to win that matchup? Yeah, maybe. I Thanks, Jalen. I'm like, really? That's all you're going to tell the guy? And after that, he's going to tell the whole team, let's win one for the Gipper. It's going to be like that fan you never cleaned. I'm sorry, boss. I'm tired. <laughs> That's what happened in that first half. Uh, Boom. I felt like that matchup back and forth between <laughs> the Joker and AD was just beautiful because they both played out of their mind. And AD is the best defensive big man in the league when he's on his game. Joker's the best offensive game. AD gave him everything he had, and the Joker still, still threw him crazy. I, so, prediction, uh, throughout the playoffs, you have good AD and bad AD. So, you're usually, what, two games of good AD, then one bad game. And they've already withheld. And, and, yeah, one of those. so you're, you're really, you almost feel like you're up 2-0 yep. with that being right. the case. Because you win in one of those um, games. I could be wrong. AD could ball out, man. He could change the narrative uh, and rise to the occasion. I think best case for the Lakers, it's Lakers uh, or Nuggets in six. That, okay. In six. And I think that it could be Nuggets in five. All right, so you you don't think so? I, I said six. I also think I think that's Nuggets. best case for the Lakers. I think. So you think I, they might get swept? No, I think it's Nuggets and five. Okay, so you're leaning more toward the five games. What do you think, Biggs? I look at. Uh, I'm going to say six games. I'll give LeBron benefit of the doubt as one of the great <laughs> players of all time that he can lead his team to a couple wins. But when you look at the Nuggets play last night, the Lakers are the best defensive team in the league. They play 90s basketball. They don't shoot a ton of threes because they're not good at it. So they beat you from inside roll. out. Pick and roll. They play great defense. What happened last night? They got blew out of the gym. And even when they adjusted in the second half, the Nuggets still scored 132 points. <laughs> you had to take... D'Angelo Russell, who was really good in the last series, didn't see the floor in the last 30 minutes. You put Schroeder in. If not for Rui and uh, Austin Reeves having big games, you're not close. Yeah. I, I mean, I also think the style the Nuggets play is going to wear them down. Yeah. Because they, they move constantly. It is so fast. Like That's why I was texting you guys last night. I was texting Jeremy, too. The Nuggets, so on a made basket, Joker takes it out. He puts one foot out of bounds, and he's looking to throw it. Yeah. And what Like two out of three times when he would inbound it, there'd be him, two Lakers underneath the bucket, and it'd be a four-on-three for the Nuggets. Well, anytime they even get a rebound, they immediately try to get it to him because yeah. everybody else is faster than he is. They're running down court. And he's the guy with the ball. Any other team, it's the opposite. You're like, you don't want that. But with him, and it's so different because you're defending it different than you are anybody else in the league, really. The other thing, too, about last night, the Lakers make a push at the end of the first half. Joker hits a three at the buzzer to put him up like 10 or 11 at the half. And uh, AD's just smiling because he did all he could there. <laughs> but I, I saw that play, and that was like, Joker's not a shit talker in the media. But if he were, that was his... I'm the league MVP. You should have gave it to me. Three Pete, right? Yep. If you would have had uh, what point two more assists, would they have given it to him? No. Is it wasn't it like 20, 26, Voter 12, fatigue. and nine point eight assists? Hey, meanwhile in Philly, they had Embiid's MVP parade today, and not even the pigeon showed up. <laughs> Why did that kick a man while he's down? <laughs> Did you see uh, Dwight Howard trying to recruit uh, Doc Rivers to come coach in uh, Shanghai or wherever he's at? I did see Dwight Howard say that there's only one thing that can control the Joker, 
And it's not Batman. <laughs> it's not Dwight Howard either. <laughs> he thinks he's Superman still. It's because he's over there playing with a bunch of people that are 5'8". Yeah. But, uh, They're like, really? You think you're still Superman? So you, He got blown up on that comment. You wanted, you wanted to bring up uh, uh, Philly and, you know, Biggie. Uh, how, how do you feel? I feel like you've been like... Uh, um, I don't know so what the right the word thing. is. What would you describe your relationship with Doc Rivers? A realist. <laughs> because you mean the 16 time in a row winning a season coach, right? <laughs> you mean the guy who got carried to a title by pros like Paul Pierce, Ray No, Allen, no, no. Ray the Chicago, guy that elevated KG and has rode that one title to a bunch of losses <laughs> when he shot a one. Like, you had Lob City. 3-1 against Houston. That was a complete He won failure. more than he lost with the Clippers, man. Give him some credit. Ty Lue's doing the same thing. <laughs> that was the first time that ever happened. Though. He broke the mold. Uh, Doc Rivers. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It should be on his said stone. Here lies the man who took what should have been great and made it good. Gotcha. So, what's having said all that. Where does he go then? Where's he going to go to I were next? the Sixers and I were running that franchise... I'd let James Harden walk, and I'd keep Doc Rivers. Because Doc, Embiid, really? turn it over to Maxi. I know, but that's they amazing did. he would say that. I would have kept Doc. Dude, wow. as much as I hate on Doc, you can't win a game seven when you <laughs> went that to his the playoffs. Embiid Philly's was nine points per game less. Yeah. He came up with Maurice Cheeks. Nine points per game less than he did the rest of his uh, MVP season. And James Harden completely quit in that game seven. Um, James Harden, man, I don't know. I, I don't, it's just James like, Harden to me pisses me off because people want to the NBA today call him a first ballot Hall of Famer and he's this and he's that. Guy is the guy at the Y League that you don't want to have on your team because he's never going to pass. He needs to just go back to Houston and just ball out and get the stats he wants and run right off in the yeah. Give me the glitter. He don't want he don't want victories. He just oh. wants stats. Yep. So let him go to Houston and be the man for another half decade and then, like, and then call it a career. Yep. He, he, that's Houston's new legacy. Guys like T Mac and Harden, they can't win with, but you know what? They score a lot of points. So we liked them. We like to make it fancy. Uh, so um when you analyze everything he just said about Doc Rivers is right. He'll make something great very good. So there's a couple openings. You know, the Bucks fired their coach. The Suns fired their coach. Man, those seem like perfect fits for Doc to slide in and do that exact thing. The Suns is a perfect fit for him. <laughs> for Doc? Yep. And how long does though, uh, Milwaukee's coach be without a job? Well, I think he's getting hired. You think he'll and, go to Philly? Yep. Really? I heard uh, somebody else I would say that, and I can't remember who. Buttonholzer, Frank Vogel, uh, Monty Williams, and there's Nick Nurse. Three of those four guys I just named won a title in the last five years and got fired. Nick Nurse should probably have his choice of jobs. Yep. Uh, you hear that they're interviewing in Milwaukee. J.J. Reddick. Mark Jackson. <laughs> oh, JJ Reddick. He was one. Well, JJ Reddick's going to get hired. Two. What? The most white. I think they interviewed him and Phil. Whatever hire ever. Yeah. He's getting a job. I like how these guys so, cannot be anywhere around the game and just like on TV and they're like, they're going to be a coach. Mark Jackson and Doc <laughs> Rivers swap. Doc goes and calls games and Mark Jackson goes to the sideline. Yep. There mm-hmm. you go. How do you feel about that? 
I feel like Mark Jackson's style of basketball is very outdated, and that's why he hasn't been rehired. I look at the Warriors and what they had and what immediately happened when Steve Kerr came in and went away from ISO ball and sharing it. Steph Curry is close to being on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Yeah. So what you're telling me, it's not a Tony Dungy, uh, John Gruden situation. Nee. So oh. who's uh, who's the worst coach then, Doc Rivers or Mark Jackson? Is that Mark, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson oh. stay away completely. Yes. Gotcha. All right. What about Van Gundy? Stan or Jeff? Jeff. I would – so <laughs> – Ah. Come out of the booth. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like in the Royal Rumble when like the Bradshaw would enter he, and he'd come out from announcing. He's so like uh, <laughs> animated on everything. You think he would like? Yeah, I don't know. But his brother keeps getting the damn jobs. <laughs> Stan Van, Van Jeremy. God, I can't stage Stan Van Gundy. What'd you say? Stan Van Gundy. I cannot. I cannot stand that guy. Speaking of Dwight Howard earlier, he used to do a really good impression of uh, Van Gundy. It was, it was good. I love that press conference where he's shitting all over Van Gundy and the Van Gundy comes in not knowing that Dwight Howard just shit all over him and they're talking about uh, moving forward and Van Gundy's trying to give Dwight all this props and then they tell him what he just said. <laughs> when they were with the Magic. Sorry. Uh, no, Back I, when they were in the finals against the Lakers a long I, time ago. Move on to something I, else. I, I just want to make sure we're covering the East. Uh, we all think Celtics are winning. If the Celtics... Don't win, it's going to suck because we could have had Joe Mazzulla coaching WVU, but it won't happen this year. I think the Celtics, five or six. It's hard for me to say. But they're, but they're going to get there. I'd be honest with you. I would I would bet each one of you ten bucks that the Celtics win the title this year. Mm. I will say this in Biggie's best I'll intro. Yes. Uh, I feel like Jimmy Butler's a bigger dog. Obviously, he should be than LeBron at this point in his career. So I feel like if Jimmy could steal two games, whereas LeBron probably is only going to get the one. I'll say this. Um, I didn't really have anything else. I just wanted to do it too because that was the cool thing all of a sudden. Makes you feel uh, dropkick it does. I feel good. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, real quick before we jump off the NBA, did Greg Poff – Popovich just have his job saved by by sheer luck. Well, I feel like he's got a contract for life type setup. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but at what point do you walk away too? Because it's miserable. He's seventy four years old. I think what they do is he coaches one year with Wimbaya, and he, they see what his progression is, and then Pop goes year to year. If Pop coaches more than two more seasons, I would be amazed. Wimbaya, where he wanted to go, where his entire country wanted him to go, was San Antonio because of the connection to Tony Parker and France back in the day. They all wanted him to land there. That's where he's landed. Now, this is the second time in Pop's career, and he fired his head coach last time when he was GM so he could step in when they got Tim Duncan. Now he gets Wimbaya. The Spurs have had a under 300 or 30% winning percentage Three seasons in the history of the franchise. Each time, next season, David Robinson, <laughs> Tim Duncan, now in by. They know how to take. They they do. It's it's an art form. Seven um, foot four, seven nine wingspan. Yeah, can shoot threes one handed. And is he going to be good? He also plays defense. Is he going to be good? Make, I a, make a prediction. Gonna... Make a prediction right now. Tell me how many All Star games and yes or no in Hall of Fame. I'm going to say yes on the Hall of Fame right now. This is no Greg Oden. Okay. I'm going to say that uh, 
Hmm. With that being said, twelve All Star games at minimum. That's a that's that's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I was gonna say ten All Star games, and uh, I'll put him in the Hall of if Fame. If he makes because ten All Star, he's games, already right. playing against other pros. He's the best prospect since Breast. LeBron James. But will Breast. he be the best? Breast. Will he have the most three pointers ever by a seven foot four player? Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Will he beat Mark Eaton? Ooh. The one thing I wonder about Mark him Eaton is the same thing <laughs> from a dead. <laughs> same thing I wonder about Bronny James whenever he gets to the NBA, which you know seems like he will. There's so much outside. I think the NBA guys they're all going to put a target on his back. Oh, I just envisioned Mark Eaton climbing out of a casket like Undertaker. Sorry, uh, <laughs> casket man. We ain't dead yet. Took us to a dark place there all of a sudden. Uh, Where's the, Mr. Soccer? I, I just I don't. It, who lives up to the hype? Like LeBron did, um, but a lot of guys don't. And I don't mean just NBA, just in general. And Markel Fultz. It's hard to be really good. It helps when you're 7'4", but, like, is he going to be a more imposing player than, like, a Giannis is? Or, or somebody – I'm not saying this is style. But I just also worry about a guy like that uh, is he going to be like Yao Ming and break down because he's too big? Well, think about this, though. So, Yao had some meat on the guy. Like, he, he, he could stay in the post with Shaq to an extent. Yeah. But this guy, think about him as he's more um, a more athletic. Thin, he's thin. So, version of, like, Dirk. Like, he's three inches taller than Dirk. Three or four inches. Yeah. You know what? I've but he's, my he mind. shoots. You changing your mind? Why? He's going to be an absolute bust, and we'll remember Greg Popovich as a product of Hall of Famers, oh, as opposed to a great head. Control coach. your narrative. I yeah. like it. I like it. So, who's going to be a bigger bust? We'll close on this. Zion Williamson or this guy's name? Wimbaya. Wimbaya. Because Wimbaya is already projected to be better than LeBron James. No, is no, it? dude. Listen up. I'll send you what Adrian Wojnarowski. No, I seen, I seen, I seen it. I seen it. They're, they're like putting him out there as he's supposed to. If he's not rookie of the year next year on the All Star team, he's a disappointment. He's the biggest can't miss prospect since. Then he said since LeBron, but then he said no. He's probably the best ever. Hmm. But that don't mean I don't think that means he's going to be the best ever NBA player. The best ever. prospect. Prospect. Well, I did watch him shoot a three-pointer in a professional men's game in France. And uh, when it hit the back of the rim and it got tipped, dunked in, I realized he shot the three, missed it, and tipped it in. (laughs) Tip dunked it in. From where? (laughs) Was it still almost a three? Three arms reach away. It went up. He realized it was a little off. He he, ran to the rim. He grabbed it and dunked it in. Some bitch took one step. Yep. (laughs) Freaking the Euro stuff. Looks like a <laughs> from the three point line. Uh, can we call him the pterodactyl? Yes. That'd be a good name. Seen that Bill Russell video where he takes one dribble from half court and lays it in? Yes. Wimbaya did that. Great. One step from the three point line, middle finger, poof. You heard it here first. He'll be better than Bill Russell, according to Biggie. All right, so you guys are going to watch a baseball game this weekend, which there's nothing better than that, but. You know, we're, I don't know, how many games? We're like 40 games into the season, something like that. Well, 40, 45, yeah. where you're at. So, Mr. Brown, you're our resident baseball guy. America's past time for love of baseball shout out there, where uh, hundreds and hundreds of baseball pros are in there sharing their knowledge. But just your knowledge on the season so far, what's been kind of the craziness? Anything that's really unexpected to you that's persisted that, you know, now we're not just in the month of April, so... 
What's what's your take so far? Uh, there's been a few things. Uh, how every team in the AL East has been 500 or better. Uh, that's <laughs> crazy. Uh, I knew the bases were bigger. I knew you had the balk rule and the pickoffs. I did not realize steals were going to increase at this rate. That's awesome, though. I like that. And so, to me, you're kind of bringing back the 80s-style baseball, and you have a dude on the A's, uh, Ruiz, as bad as the A's are, he's got 18 steals. He's on pace for uh, 70. Mm. And then Acuna is on pace for, uh, I think, 35 home runs and 67 steals. <laughs> That'd be, uh, be awesome. I mean, but like, it's, it's like reminds me of the old Cardinals. Only now there's power, too. But I would have never imagined the bases would – Make that big of a difference. So, well, well, the, the other, other thing, part of it, that pickoff rule. Yes. Yeah. Well, now you know you're going to go. Yep. Uh, but the Pirates, huge surprise. I don't know where they are. They've kind of started to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, falter a little bit. I but, saw them uh, last Saturday. But Grace, that's what's great about it. You have a great April, and you see a whole city and fan base energized because – I took my son there last Saturday. Yeah, how was the crowd? It was it was very it was almost sold out. And on top of that, people on the streets four hours, five hours before a game in Pittsburgh, excited for the Pirates again, that, bringing out their like Willie Stargell jersey. That doesn't seem right. So you went impact on rule changes and players, which is perfect because what I had in my mind was teams, and the Pirates was one of them. As battle as they had that seven game losing streak, still twenty three and twenty. They're a game out of first place oh, they in the Central. That much. Yeah, yeah. they're still over five hundred. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the Diamondbacks being. Six games over 500 is pretty last. surprising to me. I don't want last. The, Pir- the Pirates, I really enjoy. Uh, the other ones are in the American League. Last year, we had the Orioles pop up. They ended up fizzling yeah. out at the so end of the it's season. for real. They're for real. I yeah. love it. Baseball in Baltimore is great. Uh, it's better when for baseball and the Orioles are good. I think so. That's a that's a beautiful. It's like I'm Pittsburgh, good. right? I'm, I think I'm squeezing it in the it's summer. It's like Pittsburgh, beautiful ballpark. Right. I know you really like the Rangers coming into the season. I said it. I said it. Yep. They're right there with the Grom barely pitching injured. But you add in freaking Bochy, that calming influence into that clubhouse, it changes things. He treats them like professionals, but he expects them to act that way. And then the other two things I was going to bring up. One, it sucks to say this because they're in our my division, but the Angels are 500 through 45 games. For Trout or Otani to make a playoff push would be spectacular, I think. It just it, it sucks so badly to have Trout be so great and never get on that stage. And the other thing, we all agree that the AL Central was going to really suck, but the fact that there's only one team above 500 at this point is pretty disappointing. Man. I kind of expected that. I know, but we thought there's, there's five I, teams. I, I only never, one of them has a winning I, record. I would have never imagined the White Sox were going to be that bad. Yeah, That's gone see, off. Yeah. But we, I mean, but we knew that division, it is what oh, it is. Shit. Oh, shit. You, know, the other you thing, know the Royals and the Tigers are going to suck. Yeah. I'm huge on the, the Padres Guardians. coming into the season. We all talked about Who? them. And Padres, okay. where are they sitting Oh, at? that brought me to my next thing real quick. So the team I wanted to talk about was the Dodgers. Big surprise, really. I get it. They're atop of their division. The Padres were the darling. The Padres are in fourth place right now in that division. Under 500, right? Correct. This shows 20 and 24. That sounds right. Um, so they're right th- fourth in the division, only ahead of the Colorado Rockies with all that money they put in. But the, let's talk about the Dodgers. They lost both Turners, Trey Turner. He went to join Bryce in Philly. Yep. Justin Turner yep. maxed out in Boston because yep. they paid him. Huge for the clubhouse. Justin mainly, Trey because of the field. 
You have those two dudes you lose. Cody Bellinger's now balling out in Chicago's north know. side. But they lost all that, didn't gain anyone. They lost their starting shortstop beginning of the season. Clayton Kershaw's pitching out of his mind. Freddie Freeman, the calming influence. The Dodgers are right there. It's one of the best teams in the league. And they've had no additions. No. It's crazy to me. The only team better in the league is the Rays. The Dodgers have the second best record in all Major League Baseball. How much of the Rays, though, is is schedule? I'm not trying to make it. You don't think it is? They beat everybody equally. Okay, I mean, I get it, but they it's hate not, everybody equally. They haven't gone through, uh, you know, murderers row, so to speak. Just and a lot of teams. Whoa, have. whoa, whoa, whoa! They're playing their division, which is the only division with all five teams over five hundred, and they're thirty-two and eleven. I don't, I don't think they've played everybody though. Like when I was yeah. looking at it, they played a lot of last place. And teams. you do know the divisions don't play as much within a division. Yeah, yeah which really sucks. No, I love that. I don't. I love why. I, I just because you like to beat I up on them it. shitty central teams. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I hate it. I love so I love I it. like that they went to a more overall balanced schedule and the fact that interleague play it. Major League Baseball is now like the NFL or the NBA. Well, it's more like the NBA. You play everybody. But in the NBA, an Eastern Conference team plays a Western Conference team twice. You're in your division, you still play five games. I love would like the division not to be at 19 games like it has been or 18 or whatever, but I shouldn't be playing nine games in my division. Give me 13, 14. All right, so let me, let me, ask, you, let me ask you a question. I, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I, I want to get that off my chest first. But would they ever go to like an East and West style setup? I, I think it's possible with Manfred in the helm. Yeah. I think it could happen. I mean, I, I think especially the more interleague you do, the less and less you feel that nostalgia of only playing your division and maybe your your side of so, the, the pennant, but they would love to do that. But they would like to probably add two teams before so they do that. So like it would give them a reason to do but it. People talk shit about the Rays and the A's, but they're pretty much foregone conclusion. Vegas yeah. and then Orlando, worst case scenario for the what for the, the Rays, why, which I hate. Why even move my, po- my point is though. There's still two capable cities out there that can support an MLB team. Yeah. Because you've got well, Vegas going in. I think Tampa stays. Then you still have, like, Nashville. I think Tampa should move to Nashville. Dude, Nashville. Put a winner in Nashville. They've proven with the Titans. And then right. – oh, uh, what they're doing with the city and downtown, yes. the stadium. And no. Like, come on. I, I, I think if you build a good t- a stadium in Montreal, they would be fanatics. What they keep saying about Nashville. Now, I've, like I've passed through Nashville. Basketball. I haven't actually ever spent like a weekend there. My sister enjoys it. They said Nashville is the Vegas of the East. Put a baseball team in there. I mean, kind of. It's, but, it's, but it's becoming that way. They, they're going to have all three pro sports. Tennessee, it's definitely an up-and-comer but for sure. Tennessee, it's like one of those booming Tennessee spots. Tennessee is one of the fastest-growing states. Yeah. Like everybody's moving there. So, uh, yeah, I – I'd like to see it. Plus, uh, that's another close regional ballpark we could go to. So yeah, um, I don't like it pulling from my Braves draw, but if you know what, they won't be with down with us. After you, you got enough of a market in Atlanta. I promise yeah. you. I do like yeah. the A's playing on the Strip at the Tropicana. <laughs> so do they? Do they keep it the A's or the Athletics or change it to the A's? No, it's going to stay the Athletics. The it's aces. got to. Who came up with that? I just did. You just now. Yeah. Well, I already got the women's Aces though. WNBA. Yeah, no one watches it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady can only buy into so many franchises. Oh, who's their coach? Becky Hammond. Didn't she just get fined or suspended? Two yeah, games? come out pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> she violated workplace ethic. Uh, you should know better. 
Well, let's uh, let's switch gears. So, or no, go ahead. One last baseball question uh, for you guys before we switch: pitcher, catcher, manager, first baseman, whatever. What is the biggest either surprise or disappointment? Forty-five games into the season, the New York Mets. Yeah. Biggest payroll in baseball by yeah. one hundred million, and, and they're they dog shit. Correct. Yeah, there's yeah. three games under five hundred. Yeah. Um, I, it's not they like, just booed Verlander off the field in his first home start. Um, biggest surprise, disappointing, not to me. I'm reveling in the fact, but like the franchise of consistency is in last place in the NL Central. Yeah, that's the, surprising. The car, like, did you think the Cardinals would be in last place? They're always a contender for a wild card spot. Right. Nothing else. Like, without even looking at anything, you're just like, oh, Cardinals. They'll probably be there. Right. They're kind of like how you always know the Rays are going to be right. there. Um, so that that's a, a big one to me. I had two thoughts in my head, and you guys took both of them. Oh, wow. Right. Fist bump, and very nice. We shall pick you up. <laughs> All right, Biggie, you had a challenge uh, necessarily uh, for us to find our top five movies of all time. And, you know, frankly, myself, Mr. Brown, I think you're on the same page here with me. We didn't put enough time or effort into this. I, I, saw, I saw the editor on the notepad. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. You can't, you can't just throw anything out there. You know, this this is an important thing. Like, this is a, a representation of who you are as an individual. You can't just not... Like, I was going to wing it, you know, just for the no, sake of you No, you guys. can't wing it. But when I found out, like, you guys weren't completely prepared. So, we're going to revisit this next week. But... You know, just to help make a little commitment and get some some creative juices and thoughts flowing. You know, what are some of your favorites that, that are in consideration? I'm just going to name a few movies, and you tell me if these are potential top five. Uh, these before are, you these... say this, I love the fact that I'm so completely different on my movie style uh, categories compared to you because I love to laugh, whereas you don't. So a lot of his are going to be very sinister and very uh, scary. <laughs> Laughing is for weird people. <laughs> But go ahead. Okay. So, so just, so I'm just going to throw one. some movies out there and you tell me. Go ahead, these go ahead. Mount Rushmore, are they top five? Uh, Forrest Gump. Um, I mean, it's a great movie, but I, it's, I don't think it's near my top five. Oh, the soundtrack would be. No. Soundtrack for sure. Movie potentially. The Departed. Ooh. It's it's a contender. Love the movie. Uh, it could be in there, but I still there's so many. When I say bury a guy in the mosh, bury him in the fucking mosh. It's true. The original Rocky. Um, you know, I love the original Rocky, but it's not... I don't like it as many people did at the time, I guess. Like, it's a good movie, but I actually like some of the other ones. So, to me, and people are going to crucify me over this comment. I might help defend you. I kind of put the original Rocky, not like screen right and all that, but I'm saying my personal appeal to Rocky Five. Rocky Ooh. Five. So oh, that's a low. Let me clarify. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. But before you clarify, if you would have said like two or three, hell, even four, I'm with him. I said I would defend him. But he brought out five. That's the Mandela a- Effect movie that doesn't really exist. There was never really a Rocky Five. Correct. You just bag tagged him. Uh, and I'm Not, gonna tell you why. Cup so check. I've to this day never fully watched the original Rocky all the way through. Get out. Because it's boring to me. And I, I like to start when people are winners, damn it. <laughs> Skip the prelude. <laughs> so I went straight to number two. Yes. 
So you put in front of me, I want Apollo. I want Mr. T. I want Drago. Way more than him losing Spider Rico. <laughs> Not really, but you get the point. I Apollo first time. But like, that, that's where I'm at. Give me those three movies over the original or Rocky Five. And, there, and That's you know, all I'm saying. The guy in Rocky Five, though, he was a real fighter. With AIDS. <laughs> Tommy Morrison. Tommy, Tommy Morrison. Morrison. You know Tommy, how Tommy Morrison got AIDS? AIDS? Fighting George Foreman. Dude. <laughs> Tommy Morrison was such a horn dog that when he couldn't get it up for the 17th time that day, oh. he'd take a needle and shoot it straight into his dick, and yeah. then he'd fuck. A needle of what? Instant boner. Like, I didn't know you had that in the 80s. Yeah. 90s. 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 That, and then he wouldn't wear a rubber and he'd fuck hookers, and that's how he got AIDS. Wow. I didn't know you could put a needle in that and fix it like that. Yeah. Wow, good for you, Tom. And while he did it, he still found some old quaaludes and still <laughs> popped them too. Uh, you know, the trick is you got to stay awake. Yes. And then when they, it's like ambient. Exactly. Know? All right, what other movies, Biggie? Uh, I was going to go with sports one that hits like at the heart, but uh, Field of Dreams. No. Nope. I love Field of Dreams. Nowhere well, near my top. For all right, yeah. What else you got? Sorry, sports fans. I Not my top go, five either, period. Ah. Uh, period. Period. Do you have more recent films in the last five or ten years mm. you can think of? Because a lot of films I think of are further back that are rated really high. <laughs> Dude, I have a bunch. <laughs> Well, mine's um, way different than yours because it's not about like, oh, look at that screenplay. Look at that camera angle. Well, no, sometimes that stuff matters. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's, that's not my well, top five. That was one I was going to mention because I know me and you both love it's it. It's very high on the list for me. Uh, not sure it's going to be there. <laughs> See, like I like the Godfather trilogy and I love Goodfellas, but I love those kind of movies. I don't like Goodfellas as much as everybody else does. Don't know why. I, I love mob movies. I like. I really, really like Ray Liotta like, pre Chantex. I gonna, feel like The Departed's way better than uh, that one. Which I, you just said. I do too. Uh, so we're talking a lot of uh, more serious dramas and whatnot here. Star You're, Wars. What about comedy for you? Star Wars is up there for some people. Not for, I've never seen it. So Wedding Crashers is definitely my top five of all time mm. because. I, that's the only time in the history of my life, I'm age 41 now, that I've ever went to a theater, like I said, like I'm in Boston, uh, that I laugh so hard my abs hurt, like a good night out. Yeah. I've never had that happen in a theater, and it did with Wedding uh, Crashers, and I've seen it 300 times, and I still laugh. I am a little jealous that you have that experience of seeing Wedding Crashers in the theater, because I've only seen it, you know, on TV, movie channels, whatever, um... I bet that would be funny. The first time, like, just imagine the, the first time you saw that. That's uh, that's that's good shit. So that's me. So that's your favorite comedy of all time. I'd say yeah. See, I got some that aren't as popular, but like I like them. Um, you know, all that matters is if you like it, right? And that's the and and there's there's a significant. It's kind of like music, right? Like if you're in a certain mood or you experience something in your life and you associate a song with it, you can do that with movies too. And like there's movies when I was younger that I watched so much that it just became part of like me and like I like Mr. Mm-hmm. Brown can quote movies like few people I know it's like thirty years and, ago and, and, and like we're not talking about like Rosebud, like he he's going to the well and I. I don't even know what it is. And sometimes he's got to explain it to me. And then I say so, it. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's what that is. So, like, you know, movies can impact people in very different ways. But, um, you know, 
the, a couple out there out there. Shawshank, definitely up there on wow. the list for me. So, I didn't see that until you made me stop. I know. Until we stopped back from so, uh, I right hadn't here. saw Shawshank until I was in my late 30s for the first time. Which, uh, one of the reasons why I have it in such high regard, not just because it's a great movie, but like TNT sold their soul to Stephen King or something, and they just showed Shawshank all the time. And well, see, uh, I feel like I always was watching it. I didn't mention it when I was asking you movies because it's in my top five. Oh. I think it's amazing. Well, no, not, it's amazing. It's not fair to withhold evidence. No, but like just after okay, watching well, it for the first time though, and it stood the test of time because it wasn't one of those movies that you know had to have the great picture play and all right. that. It, it was such a good story, great cast. The uh, all of it. Yeah, so I'm not King saying top too. five, but would it be top ten? Bring Miles. That's why I was going ready to go. Uh, I mean. It's up there. It was on the other night. That's why I asked. It's up there. I mean, how many Tom Hanks movies can you link back to? Oh, jeez, Louise. Tom Hanks, to me, is the best actor in the history of acting. Period. Um, He's... For me. Is he the most likable guy in Hollywood still? Probably. Uh, maybe, but I feel like he's the most versatile um, in my opinion. Tom Hanks has done everything from where he was a 12-year-old playing adult to Turner and Hooch to... Uh, <laughs> Here's the one thing on Turner, Turner and Hooch now. Shrimp, okay. You always think if you see a celebrity, you want to go up and meet him, that sort of thing. If I were ever getting on a plane or anything and I saw Tom Hanks, I'd get the you fuck like off that. Final destination, I'm dipping. No, he'd right land it in the Hudson. Yeah. Hell no. I I think it's, but it's crashing. He might win, but I'm not. One of two things is happening. He's one of the extras. You're going to be on an island. <laughs> <laughs> just don't be the flock of birds. Hey, just make sure you scream because you get paid more. Yes. Your family will get paid more. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, like if you ever get to be a zombie in a movie, you know, make sure moan. you, you got to moan. You can't just move in the background. Uh, See? Uh, I'm trying to think, are we um, leaving any any movies off the table? No, so I'm going to say this. So two, I know two of my top five right now, and I'm going to tell you, it's not because of the Rotten Tomatoes says it should be. Or uh, you can't go off that anyway. So my t- two of my top five, I'm going to tell you right now, is Wedding Crashes, which I discussed, and Major League. I me. mean, that's, I love Major League, and like those are those are respectable Darn. top five for me because I remember playing baseball and we went to the movies again. We watched it, and me and Robbie Hart and a few others were just quoting every damn line off that movie. And we used to play home run derby when I was a kid, and and like you'd always want to pretend like you were Frank Thomas or King Griffey Jr. or whatever. But we would also be Pedro Serrano. So I was gonna, you was gonna say they're like, I don't be Frank Thomas up your butt. Uh. <laughs> 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 F you, Joe Bull, do it myself. Deliver the line. <laughs> I can't even remember the line. And scene. He's no Tom Hanks, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. Exactly. I'm looking at Joe Boo's locker here, and I got me distracted. Uh, um, F you, Joe Bull, do it myself. Know, I don't know if I have any I can commit to. Uh, Tombstone's close to being a commitment there. I, and I don't even like Westerns that much, but I, I love that movie. See, mm. here's the thing, and... I'm really weird because I could go my top five movies of all time and I could easily go my top five of ever, John. Like if you go Westerns, I got Tombstone, I got Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. And then there's a bunch of older ones with John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. And then you can go Mafia movies. And I don't know. Doing just your top five is so very selective. I feel like it, you could so much judge someone for having one at five and six is not good enough to be five. So my two best categories are comedy and horror. 
complete opposite of the spectrum. See, I, 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 I know this is going to be Wedding Crashers, and the other one's going to be like Saw or American so, Horror. It's horror. not Saw. And I love horror movies, but like historically speaking, horror movies have a hard time finding their way into that top tier. Yeah, like they're they're not always. Yeah, they like, do for me because I'm looking at overall impact for me. Right, but it's like a smaller audience because those people that won't watch horror movies. Right. Like, I don't want to get scared. No, so many people don't watch them. Right. Yeah. Same people don't ride roller coasters right. and, and fly on planes or take escalators. You know, you never know. Um, so the one that really messed with my head the most, the, the, one, the first time I watched it, The Ring. The Ring. That was good. Cut <laughs> the well and then the TV. Somewhere, I can Dude, still that remember. That was crazy. Have you saw? Wait, wait. Have you seen so, the uh, the Halloween costume that that one girl does, or it's like Comic Con where she's I've like seen the ring. It. I've the, seen it. Comes out of the yeah, TV. Yeah. That's that awesome. It's cringy. My favorite thing about the ring is having Drew Sigmund call me <laughs> like three days later, <laughs> and just leaving me a voice. Uh, <laughs> You know, that movie also uh, helped scary movie. He you have seen it, right? What's that? The Ring. Ring. Yeah, that's what it's talking right. about. No, but I know, but you watch- have seen it. Yes, a lot. What about... I uh, watched it originally. I watched watched it twice, and I've never watched it since then. What about the sequel? It's okay. I didn't like The Ring. It really fucked with me, and I didn't watch the sequel. <laughs> the sequel like, you're, that, you're that crime guy, and you like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's it's all or nothing, bro. Laugh or you're gonna die. Yes, <laughs> those are my two things. Can we find one where you laugh and die? <laughs> yes, that's a lot. Of, that's mafia movies. You laugh and um, then you die. All right, I, I want to wrap up with this little question about movies, and then we'll call it a day. Um, who, who's the best movie devil of any movie? Since you're talking about horror movies, devil. Yeah, like any any character. Villain? You mean villain? No, an act. Satan. Devil, Lucifer, Schwarzenegger, and what's his face? End of Days. And, yeah, that's a good one. I like that actually. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but Constantine. Yeah, but he looks like he that. looks like Al Pacino. Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate's a good one too. He does. Al Pacino kind of looks like the devil. Yeah, he just kind of does. He puts some fire behind him. And he's like, Hoo-ah! you know, I'm I'm thinking. Oh, I'm not a friend. friend. Play I know it's a fire. different movie, but. <laughs> Like, mm. El Pacino plays a really good you bad guy. One? I can't think of a specific devil. Mm. I can't. What about Tim Curry in Legend? You know what I'm talking about? No. What about Tim Curry in It? It's not really a devil. <laughs> so, but Tim I have, Curry's I, awesome. I have a thing for you. When I say the name Tim Curry, what's the first movie that comes to mind? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. I was just curious because where you know Tim Curry from so, tells yeah. me a lot about you. Okay. What, what were you going to say? It was probably it or that, okay. but may, probably that. Is anybody saying Clue? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so listen. I can't tell you my best devil, but if you ever watched the movie Legion? Uh, yeah, the old lady? From a steak, rare, in the, in the diner. <laughs> is that not creepy? It is. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. We got to play that clip after we're done because you're going to shit your pants. <laughs> He was talking about it earlier. The movie's not even that good. No, it's that scene. But, and it's so early in the movie yes. that everything else feels like a letdown. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is a minion from Lucifer himself, and she played it well. So I would rather talk to Satan than this old Yeah, don't, don't send her. Yes. I, I submit. I will. To have an out. I don't want her. All right. I just have one question. <laughs> I was going I to know you're sure. getting ready to finish it. I'll let you finish it. As we were talking here, top of your head, 
<laughs> it has to be your favorite because it's the first one you think of. Any movie ever, what's the first scene that comes to mind? What? <laughs> so your favorite movies, if you're sitting there thinking about a situation, like what pops in your mind? Of what situation? What kind of vague-ass question is this? What is your you favorite saying? The show. What is your favorite <laughs> saying that comes from a movie? Oh, my favorite quote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I was rounding third. And I couldn't oh. pick up the coach base. Oh, no, you were the kid on third when they said run home. You jumped the outfield fence to Ooh. run home. Uh, favorite quote? God, I can't do it now. I can't. I can't. Just cut it off. Can't end the show. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Even to that last part, we love you. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. If you're traveling, be safe like we're going to wish Biggie and Mr. Brown safety. We'll see you same time next week. Enjoy the weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>